1965 that black hole formation is possible, largely using Einstein's theory of relativity. The second half was shared by German Reinhard Genzel and American Andrea Geiss for the discovery of a supermassive compact object at the center of our galaxy. Elaine Cobb, CBS News. Cannabis. It appears that pain relief comes at a cost. Cannabis users require more anesthesia during surgery than non-users, according to a new study from the University of Colorado. Researchers also found users reported higher pain levels while in recovery and received more pain medication. CBS's Nancy Chen reporting on a new study. This is CBS News. These days, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more, so we can all be at our very best. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, and 38% more lutein, plus more folate and iodine too. All to help you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. These are no ordinary times. So why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. How do smart, hard-working roofing contractors run jobs smoothly, even remotely? They save time with Beacon. The Beacon Pro Plus app features simple online ordering and bill pay. Choose products like the new GAF Timberline HDZ shingles with a 600% larger strike zone mailing area for faster, more accurate installations. Pick the style, color, and quantity and let the app order for you. With Beacon Pro Plus, order round the clock from anywhere. Work smarter. Download the free app at beaconproplus.com. A piece of NBA history sold. Someone paid $631,000 for a piece of hardwood floor from L.A. Staples Center. It's the giant chunk of number eight Kobe Bryant signed after his final game there, where he scored 60 points in L.A.'s victory over the Jazz. Heritage Auction says it will donate 10% of the proceeds to Kobe's Mamba and Mambasita Sports Foundation. Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Janet, were killed in a helicopter crash in January. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Let's get that jump. And finally, don't be taken in by those melting eyes looking up at you. Researchers say, no, your dog does not recognize you, not by your face anyway. In one experiment, eight out of ten dogs couldn't recognize their own owner's faces, and brain scans confirm dogs don't have a part of the brain associated with facial recognition. The scientists say our dogs do recognize us, but by smell and sound. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. Oil drilling investments involve a high degree of risk and are only suitable for SEC-accredited investors. Attention high net worth investors. In these unprecedented times, we've seen a lot of stocks go down in price, creating some great bargains now that'll be realized in the future. Similarly, the pandemic has driven U.S. rig counts to all-time lows, and oil production is now on a major decline. The good news is that OPEC has secured production cuts while J.P. Morgan is predicting the return of $100 oil. Encore Energy is offering an opportunity to invest in an oil bargain and also receive a 100% tax deduction. Encore is actively drilling near a location where the company is bringing in a huge oil well into production right now. Buy low, sell high. If you are accredited and have the ability to make a $100,000 100% tax deductible investment, call 800-278-7455. Call Encore now at 800-278-7455. 800-278. 
This is Mark Snyder of Snyder, Fuller & Stroh. If you're confused about your Ohio University retirement plan, we would like to help you navigate the upcoming changes. Snyder, Fuller & Stroh has been serving the Ohio University community for over 40 years. Our door is open, online, or in person at 5 Depot Street in Athens. Meet with the people who care by calling 740-594-8385 or connect with us online at SnyderFullerStroh.com. We are six weeks down to the high school football season, and that brings the regular season to a close. But with area teams still involved in the postseason, we are not going anywhere. It's the UN Honda Athens and Lancaster Football Friday Night Post Game Show. Give us a call after the Athens County Game of the Week at 740-592-1055 or toll free at 1-888-592-1055. It's the UN Honda Athens and Lancaster Football Friday Night Post Game show on Power 105. Hey you, come see what Emily is cooking at Tavolino, home of the fresh, authentic, made-from-scratch Italian food. Stop it on your way to work for a double-shot latte, or bring the family for lunch or for dinner in a spot that feels like you're back in Inono's kitchen. Emily also does cooking class for adults and the kids alike. So ditch that pasta in a box and come learn a thing or two. Stop in at Tavolino for not only a great meal, but an unforgettable experience. At 9 North Schaefer Street in Athens, Ohio, visit Tavolino on Facebook for the hours and the specials. This is Ken Ryan. Service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Well, plenty of sunshine trying to burn through that uh, fog, I guess we'd say, river fog. I have a feeling it'll do so rather quickly. It's a Tuesday. We got a free for all. I think we have a show about Alzheimer's coming up on Thursday. Party line on 970 and 97.1. Sometimes we call them the 97s, right? Anyway, good morning, WATH. Scott's here as well. Let me see him turn your mic on. There you go. Good morning. Good morning. O H I O. There you go. Or no, I'm supposed to say O H. Yeah, you do the O H. Do over. O H I O. There we go. (laughs) Um, yeah. Well, busy, busy, busy. I, um, this whole, I I have been, um, okay, so I get an email from all sorts of sources, experts. 
um, who are offering to do to be on the show, this show. Psychologists, psychiatrists, um, people who want to deal with this whole issue of how upset we are with COVID, coronavirus, how it's changed our lives, and many people are just really struggling with that. And um, I, I'm 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 there. <laughs> it's it's got me bad, but. Um, Anyway, you know, another point I had, though, let's see if I can get it back in my head. Oh, I mentioned that we have a show, I think, on Thursday. To, uh, or maybe it's a week from Thursday. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But the topic is Alzheimer's. I find myself not having the ability to remember some things like I used to. And remembering somebody's name from years ago who I knew well, but today it's hard to bring that name out. And so what do you naturally do? Uh, I'm Maybe it's not everybody, but I'm worried <laughs> that... You know, am I developing a memory issue? I'm 70, soon to be 71. Um, isn't, you know, isn't it funny how your mind goes to kind of the dark side once in a while? And uh, you see these different um, ads for... Improve your memory with this, or improve your sex drive with that, or whatever it might be. <laughs> you know, these, and you have no idea if they're legitimate or not. You have no idea if they're dangerous or not to you. Because your doc hasn't said, yeah, use that. And, um,. Ginkgo biloba or something. What is that? That's it. That's one of them um, for your memory. Anyway. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that and the the spots for Prevagen mm -hmm. is another one. Mm -hmm. But like we've talked about before, uh, consuming the foods with the omega-3 uh, nutrient in there has proven to help memory, which you can find in lots of, well, you can take it as a supplement, obviously, but, you know, like we've talked about before, it, you can find it in tuna and a lot of fish, salmon. My wife says, you know, you have known so many people. You have worked with so many remarkable people. Um... For you not to be able to remember their names instantly, um, you should not be worried about that, you know? 
Yeah, because if you think have, about it, over I, the years you you learn so many people's names and you have that capacity to learn, which incidentally is what IQ means, intelligence quotient, the capacity to learn. And once you, you know, once it fills up, I had somebody tell me that when they think about things, they they think of their thoughts or their memory as a a, a drawer, you know, a file cabinet. Once that file cabinet fills up, it gets pushed out by another file cabinet with more new things coming in. Well, yeah, I get that. I get that, and even sense it. But um, I, you know, one of the things I done a good job of all along I think is my cell phone um, I have uh, nearly 8,000 contacts and I will put little tidbits of a note um, if it's someone that I don't think I'll you know, something that'll be useful in my trying to find them, yeah. you know? Or someone you may not interact with when on I, a regular basis. If I'm searching, I could say, say it's OU football, okay? And then anybody associated with OU football would pop up. But that's not an exact good example. I'm talking about something far less... Far more back in my dark ages, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, well, enough about me. Anyway, good morning, folks. Uh, today is uh, Tuesday. It's October 6th. This is the 280th day of the year. We now have 86 days remaining. In terms of a highlight in history, they... Go back to the year 1973. This will be about a week before I arrived here at this radio station. October 6th, 1973. And they go on to say, War erupted in the Middle East as Egypt and Syria launched a surprise attack on Israel during the Yom Kippur holiday. And Israel, initially caught off guard, managed to push back the Arab forces before a ceasefire finally took hold in the nearly three-week conflict. That are highlighted in history. Um, Weather-wise, today a beautiful 70 degrees, tomorrow 78 um, Thursday, a, a little drop, 69, then Friday, 74, Saturday, 74, Sunday, 73, Columbus Day, next Monday, 75. Um, we've got a nice week in front of us, I believe, in terms of temperatures. Sure sounds like it, doesn't it? It does. Tomorrow, going to be really nice, a little breezy. But I don't mind that. I don't mind it either. The only thing it does, it tends to blow off the leaves a little bit sooner than Mercy, I'd like. Was it, let's see, today's, okay, Sunday night. Yeah. We had a pretty powerful wind storm there for a while. Sure did. Just before dark. 
and uh, we had company over for uh, supper, and uh, I stepped outside on the back deck just for a minute, and the leaves off of my neighbor's trees were just, I don't know, it, it almost looked like snow, except for the color. But it was so pervasive. The, we, the leaves leaving the trees headed to ground. It was impressive, you know? Yeah. I think we have a caller waiting. Let's see if that's true. Good morning. Good morning. Um, might I be so bold this morning as to suggest that you've shared with us a lot of this concern that you've had for your, you know, remembering, remembering things and stuff like that? Have you talked to your doctor about it? Yes, yes. And they are not uh, concerned, but they're watching it. You might also consult a neurologist, and I think we have a couple of good ones here. Uh, actually, uh, I have. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I I appreciate the suggestions, but uh, no, I wasn't uh, letting it um, just uh, go along and not check it out. And I would advise don't take any supplements without asking your doctor, because I assume at your age you probably are taking at least one or more uh, medications. Yep. And they will interact with that. You're absolutely right. And then I'm going to say one more thing. I hope I don't offend you with it, but oh, try it. drinking doesn't help. What doesn't? Drinking. Oh, Often if... shared with us about a, your, your alcohol closet or cabinet or whatever you all call that. <laughs> I don't have one. You okay. assume everyone let, has let, one. Let me, let me explain here. Uh, if you, uh, My wife would be a great uh, person to ask about this. I am a very light drinker okay i i get your concern and it can be an issue for many um very light so um i, I honestly but thank you well i appreciate your sharing because that's a lot of bravery i think on your part to do that because people like me have conclusions you no know, we draw without all the details or sure. documentations or anything like that um but um, we all are concerned about you, and we know that you're concerned about what's happening in the world today, as we all are. Well, yeah, I've got a lot this morning here to... Well, minus one, one individual, Mr. Trump, of course, who feels better than he ever did 20 years ago. <laughs> he, he's on a drug now, you know, and a cocktail of drugs mm -hmm. that makes him feel like that. And uh, he's naive enough to think that um, he really does feel better. He's putting everybody at risk. I watched very closely the helicopter ride and his uh, exit from the helicopter and climbing the steps and so on. Then he removed his mask. Um, I do not think he was as um, healthy as he was trying to um, make everybody feel. He was breathing through his mouth a good bit. And um, I, I don't know if any of the commentators uh, caught on to that or not, because I didn't listen past that. Well, doctors are noticing, as you've noticed in your news on CBS and other sites, that uh, they are concerned with the messages being put out to the public by our... Our, and I'll call him what some people might call him, our great leader. 
But of course, we call the guy over there in Korea our great leader, too. So, but it's very dangerous, I think, what he's doing. He's, he's downplaying this whole COVID thing. And a whole lot of people in this world have died from that. It's a serious situation. I brought and, in um, a number of stories related to this and hope to get to them here. And uh, we, we cannot hurry a vaccine. Most vaccines take years to to come to a resolution with those. But uh, I have a former daughter-in-law who is with Johnson & Johnson and is just one of the uh, top people in this uh, effort. And um, there's a race going on between, uh, oh, a half dozen or so companies. And uh, if they all uh, produce a good product, um, that'll be great, too. But um, they're so and, and, close. They're so close. Yeah. And that steroid he's on has its own history. It gives, it gives uh, a side effect sometimes that um, quite scary. And uh, anyone who's had cancer and your wife has, uh, steroids do things that we wouldn't normally put ourselves under the influence of. But that's what helps, I think, with, with all of that. But they are not uh, helping America or the world, actually, by keeping secret um, what are in the scans and so on. And he may be a walking case of pneumonia, and uh, it'll be too bad because uh, nobody wants anyone to die. Right. And, um, well, anyway, thanks for sharing, and I think sure. you're a very brave human being for doing that. Thanks so much. Okay. You take care of yourself now. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't uh, seeking, um, what do you want to call it, uh, sympathy or anything like that. It's just, I think that when you have, and I, clearly, based upon the caller, I didn't explain it well enough. Yeah, I mean, if I'm concerned about something, I check it out. And um, my docs, and I have several, uh, are guiding me. And they do, they do not think I have a problem, but um, we're watching it, right? Which is only appropriate. All right. Well, where shall we go here? Let's go with um, um, historical events, okay? 1917, the Battle of Passchendaele. I have no guess as to how well I pronounced that. Canadian troops capture the village of Passchendaele in the Third Battle of Ypres <laughs> after 250,000 casualties occurred. And those, those numbers range from both sides. 1917 on this date. 1939 on this date, Adolf Hitler announces plans to regulate the Jewish problem. Nineteen forty-eight. On this date, the Ashgabat earthquake kills one hundred thousand people in the Turkmen Soviet Socialist Republic. 
1951, Joseph Stalin proclaims the Soviet Union now has the atomic bomb. In 1956, on this date, scientist Albert um, Sabin announces that his oral polio vaccine is ready for testing. It would soon supplant Jonas Salk's vaccine in many parts of the world. Now, let's see here. So we've got some famous birthdays. Uh, George Westinghouse. I bet I know why he's... I bet you do, too. Anyway, he was born in 1846 on this date. Died in 1914. Janet Gaynor. Actress, as I recall. Born in 1906. Died in 1984. Helen Wills Moody. Born on this date in 1905, died in 1998. Um, I don't know that one. She was an American tennis player. Okay, I could see it, see it now. She looks uh, fit. She was the top women's tennis player from 1927 to 1933 and also 1935 and 1938. Okay, here's one. Thorn, I'm sorry, Thor, T-H-O-R, Heyerdahl, H-E-Y-E-R-D-A-H-L. Thor Heyerdahl was a Norwegian adventurer and ethnographer with a background in zoology, botany, and geography. He is notable for his Kontiki expedition in 1947 in which he sailed 8,000 kilometers across the Pacific Ocean on a hand-built raft from South America to the Tuamatu Islands. Wow. Betty Davis died on this date in 1989. She was born in 1908. Walter Hagen, H-A-G-E-N. Died on this date in 1969. Now, what... Uh... He was another sports figure. He was an American professional golfer. Okay. Major figure in the first half of the 20th century. His tally of 11 professional majors, which means he won the tournament, is third behind Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods. He was good. He was good. Widely considered one of the greatest golfers Ever. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> well, and yet we hadn't heard that much about him. Yeah. Well, not today anyway. <coughs> well, we did today. Well, I mean in today's times. I, I see. Yeah. Okay. Statistics time. The COVID. Yesterday, we... W grew from 829 to 843 in our county. That's 14 new cases. Of that number, 168 are active, 29 of which are hospitalized. Two, of course, died, as we've 
report daily, and that was months ago. So um, the good news is 673 are fully recovered. Now, if we were like the rest of the state, we should have the number of 911 cases at this point. We have 843. How about the state of Ohio? Yesterday, they um, recorded 159,964 cases. It's 1.4% of the uh, population. Um, that 159,964 is 1,057 higher than the day before. Uh, generally, there's... Well, I'll just read across the board. Last Thursday, we had 1,327 new cases. Friday, 1,495. Saturday, 1157. Sunday, 941. And then yesterday, 1057. So, you, you, you get the trend there somewhat. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, um, let's see here. Of the active cases, 3,331 are in ICU. It's 2.1%. 12,509 are in regular hospital rooms. 1,560 are recovering at home. And in terms of those that have recovered, 86% of the total um, are now at home and have are considered recovered. By the way, the deaths as of yesterday an increase by six. So 4,931 in the state of Ohio thus far. United States. Um, total cases, 7 million. 444,705. The deaths, 209,603. And lastly, the world. Number of cases to date, 35 million. Um, I wonder if I read the, the wrong uh, denomination on the U.S. So in the U.S., the number of cases to date, 7,444,705. There we go. Worldwide, 35,274,475. The deaths, 1,038,000. 423. We used to have a figure of recovery in the United States. 
um, about three weeks, I'm sorry, three days ago, they stopped providing that. But we do have the world figure. So um, 24 million. Remember, we said 35 million had caught it. Today, 24 million have recovered from it. All right. Now, uh, they did a report overnight, and I, it's very simple. I brought it in. Um, the states with the fewest coronavirus restrictions. And they, they, the intro says, while all states have at least partially reopened non-essential businesses that were closed for months due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the U.S. is still far from full reopening. Many states have put a temporary pause on moving to the next stage of reopening or have even reversed course and closed certain businesses again due to surges in the disease. I'll stop reading from the story, but there was a story this morning that uh, Columbus is easing up a little bit on the times businesses must close in the evening. I think they had placed a 10 o'clock curfew, maybe? Yeah, I think that was... Uh the curfew on alcohol sales in, in the and establishments. Restaurants and food and beer. Right? Yeah. Food and uh, alcohol. Yeah, we'll they put were, it that had to shut them off at 10 o'clock. And uh, the word is now they're lifting that. Now, back to this story. Um, in order to determine the states with the fewest coronavirus restrictions... Uh, this report compared the 50 states and the District of Columbia across 17 key metrics. Our data set ranges from whether restaurants are opened to whether the state has required face masks in public and workplace temperature screenings. Anyway, uh, this is a rather simple report in that there's only one column. And that's their score. Okay, so the... Let's see here. What would this mean? Take a peek over my shoulder. Total score. Now, so the state with the highest score has 83.93. 83.93. The state with the lowest is 17.92. Yeah, it looks like this. So which way does that mean? The that number one means they Most restrictive or fewest? The fewest. You think? Yeah, so states with the fewest. Okay. Well, That's what I'm going with. Okay. It's what it reads. And if you look at it, it kind of makes sense with the uh, sparsely populated areas, how they're more spread out. I guess. Not... You know, living on top of each other, so to speak. Well, here we go. So the state with the least restrictions, South Dakota. That's absolutely the extreme. 
And then Idaho, Utah, Oklahoma, Iowa, Wisconsin, Wyoming, <laughs> Missouri, North Dakota, Arkansas, number 11th, Florida, 12th, Alaska, <clears throat> Georgia, Alabama, Indiana, and running number 17th. No, 16th, Ohio. A little bit higher than the usual middle of the pack in a lot of these surveys that we have. <coughs> Excuse me, just a minute. <coughs> ah, that coffee helps. Okay, now. How about with the fewest restrictions? Hawaii well, comes in last. Well, that would be the, the most restrictions. The fewest were on top there. Okay. Thank you. As soon as I saw the next state, California, yeah. I realized I was wrong. Okay, but so I am still surprised at Hawaii. Yeah. With the most restrictions. But coming in second, California, Massachusetts, Maine, New Jersey, Colorado, Arizona, Oregon. Coming in 43rd, the District of Columbia, then Pennsylvania, Vermont, Virginia. Well, okay, just a little bit of... Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, Florida might even be up on that list a little bit higher now. <clears throat> Excuse me, with the uh, with the uh, fewest restrictions, as uh, recently the governor of Florida has basically lifted a lot of those restrictions. Florida is presently 11. Yeah. So. Alaska I'm wonder, 12th. Yeah, I'm wondering if Florida may even be a little bit higher on that now. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's uh, kind of surprising. I, I'm with you on Hawaii there, too. Well, good morning, folks. Um, Sunshine. If you morning. were. If you. I, I have the habit of tuning into. In my case, NBC television at 6.30 to watch the national news. Evening news? Lester Holt. Okay. Yeah. Um, ten minutes into that, this whole departure from the hospital, Walter Reed, the helicopter flight, the president leaving the hospital, flying to the White House, all of that occurred. And it took the newscast uh, 15 minutes longer than they would normally have, and they didn't do any other story, I might add. It totally consumed it. So they went from 6.30 till about 7.15. So... The president returned to the White House, right? <clears throat> um, 
from the New York Times. I have several items to mo- this morning. First one's called Rational Fear. Don't be afraid of COVID, President Trump tweeted on the same day that the White House outbreak spread further and another several hundred Americans died from the virus complications. The president has survived COVID-19 so far with the help from more aggressive medical care than virtually any other American would have received. But about 210,000 of his fellow citizens have not survived, according to the official death count. The real toll, based on the number of excess deaths this year, is probably closer to 275,000. Um, folks, forgive my, you know, it says, given Trump's campaign, this is New York Times, and you've heard me beef about, it doesn't matter whether I like him or not, I think the president should be called the president. So I would prefer, it says, given President Trump's campaign to make the virus seem like a minor inconvenience. The writer thinks it's worth taking a minute this morning to take stock of the virus. So, they go on to say, only cancer and heart disease will kill more Americans this year. Already, the virus has killed more than twice as many Americans as either strokes or Alzheimer's. About four, four times as many as diabetes and more than eight times as many as either gun violence or vehicle accidents. Um... There's a graph here that says most other rich countries have been much more successful in fighting the virus than the U.S. So they show us, and then you go down quite a ways, and you come to Europe, and then Canada, and then very low down, Japan. According to this writer, they feel that those countries have done a better job of curtailing it. The story goes on. Outbreaks are again increasing in the United States. The number of new cases per day has risen more than 25% since since mid-September. Now, this White House thing, right? 30 cases now have shown up amongst White House staffers. I'll use that term. 
Here's another paragraph. The virus is genuinely terrifying for thousands of people. In addition to the more than 200,000 deaths and all of the Americans mourning those deaths, many other people have spent weeks battling fatigue, shortness of breath, cardiac problems, and more. I'm just pulling out certain sections that might be of interest. It's a lengthy story. Um, maybe. Oh, here's another one. In. I think we had this on CBS at the top of the hour here just, uh, what, 45 minutes ago. Boy, I had no time. I didn't realize it was as late as it is. But uh, the future of movie theaters, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cineworld, <clears throat> the parent company of Regal Cinemas, announced that it would temporarily close all of its theaters, which are located in the United States and Britain, the decision raises questions about how other chains will fare with audiences hesitant to return to theaters and studios continuing to delay blockbusters. Don't we have a new James Bond movie in the wings? Yeah, I think so. And that they're wanting to launch but can't? Yeah. Or don't wish to until things are right. much more normal? Yep. And probably a dozen other films, too. Well, enough on that. Put this story over here. Um, now, we're still on the same topic, generally, but... You know, there's there's chatter. Chatter can be good, chatter can be bad. But, um, you know, the president has returned to the White House. His doctor says he isn't out of the woods. On the same stage, the president says, don't be afraid of COVID. The White House, uh, someone had proposed new coronavirus vaccine guidelines, and I'm not sure who or how, but the, block, the White House has blocked those. Uh, the number of White House staffers. What did I say a moment ago? 18 or something like that? Yeah, uh, around 30, I think. Is it really that mentioned? high? Well, that's what you mentioned. I don't know if it is that high or not, but okay. it's a uh, yeah, good portion of them. Uh, contact tracing. Um, okay, here's wonderful news. 
The CDC cites new evidence that the virus can spread beyond six feet indoors. That is, if you're not wearing a mask. Yeah, and if the uh, filtration system isn't up to speed or of a quality system. Cuomo, in New York, right? Won't approve closing businesses in nine New York City hotspots, but will close schools in those areas Tuesday. I guess that's today. Mm hmm. Well, where do we stand with sports? Oh, well. We, so. You know, it was a week or two ago that Ohio University announced that they were going to have some. Football yep. was coming back. Yep. Football only is the only fall sport. Is it? Yes. So. But we don't have a schedule yet. I'm I'm not able to find a schedule on OhioBobcats.com, on ESPN.com, uh, any other sports schedule related website do we have a date in mind yeah november 4th and uh apparently a lot of the mac games in november will be played during the week weekdays uh, according to this release from espn and uh sources have also uh been told from someone at the mac that uh december games will be played on saturdays so it's kind of a reversal of what was the typical schedule where, you know, the the Saturday games are typically played in September and October. Weekday games, November, I guess they're going to keep that. But uh, apparently December games are going to be in uh, on Saturdays. So Well, um, I tell you what, um, uh, we really don't know the answers here, but I, yeah. I know somebody who does. Well, there's going to be... Uh, it's the Coach Art Turk show. <laughs> okay. Right? Well, well, I can't top that. Okay. You know, so. <laughs> Who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Raw! 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 Coach Turf on our last program talking about your game with RSVP. Rock Slide Vermont Polytechnic. Boy, them boys have got a real fine ball tank. 57 to nothing loss uh, for the Oysters in that ball game, and I know you had to be disappointed in not putting any points on the board, what with your, your new offense. I understand your new quarterback... Well, you win some and you lose some. Uh, wouldn't that be nice? Your new quarterback, Berger, had a little bit of a tough time in his first start. Well, that's right. He spent a lot of time on the ball field, uh, uh, literal. I mean, they, they really pasted him up good. They was blitzing him. They was red-dogging him, and he, he spent a lot of time on the seat of his pants. But your defense uh, must not have played too well either, giving up 57 points. And you had a new uh, defensive scheme for this game, didn't you? Well, you know, that's all my fault. Uh, you know, the fact that we didn't do too good on offense and didn't do too good on defense. You know, a new quarterback, the boy named Berger, spent a lot of his time in his own backfield, piled up with them defensive boys on him. And that's because we took one of our star offensive linemen 
uh, Gap Gibson and moved him over to defense. We was trying something new on defense, too. We was thinking that uh, me and Crush Cromar, our linebacker coach, we figured that they had such a good running game, such good running backs on their ball team, that we ought to put in another running uh, back stopper, another linebacker in there. So instead of regular old three linebackers like we regular have, Mike, Sam, and Willie, the Smith brothers, we was going to put old Gap Gibson at linebacker. He was used to coming up against them big boys on, on offense. We figured we'd put him in on defense and have him come up against them big boys on offense. But it didn't work. Unfortunately, RSVP was able to just roll up the score on you. Well, they wasn't the answer, that's for sure. I mean, uh, they, they uh, piled up some points, and they piled up some yards, and they piled up some first downs, and it was, it was a real avalanche out there. Now I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And uh, brought to you by Dales Valero. Uh, Coach Turf and a 57 to nothing loss. Sometimes there aren't many positive things to say. We're well, sometimes to come up. there is, but this ain't one of them times because we did have a real bright spot in the ball game. I'm talking about good old Shank Wedgman. You remember him from the golf team, right? He's your uh, putter this this uh, year, isn't he? Well, that's right. You know, he was back there. This is his first year on the football team. We made a punter out of that boy, and it seemed like every time I looked up, I was either seeing old Chuck Berger, the quarterback sitting down on his patootie, or I seen uh, Shank Wedgman booming one out of there on fourth down. So your punter had a good kicking average for the game. Well, that's right. He was, of course, he was in there on enough plays. He should have done a good job. Coach, I think you had a special promotion in connection with the RSVP game, Key Night, I believe. Well, that's right. Everybody would uh, come into the ball game to see that fine ball game. We give them a key, and then at halftime, we draw it out a winning key, and the winner gets to drive our 19 and 37 Packer around for a whole week. Who was the winner, Coach? Well, that's interesting, and I'm glad you asked me that question because the winner of the driving around the Packard for a whole week, you won. So here's, here's the keys. Be sure and have them back 6 o'clock Friday and have a blast. Let's see. I uh, hit the right button, Palmer. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Okay. Well, I think that was a repeat of a show we had a couple days ago. And uh, so um, we must have made a mistake here somewhere. But it's still crazy. Every time I hear this show, I hear something new and different that <laughs> just crazy. <laughs> it's so silly. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, let's see here. We're about... Uh, what, Two minutes, three minutes or so away from um, CBS News at the top of the hour. Uh, once again, I think we're going to have a show about Alzheimer's on Thursday. And um, we've got some other shows in mind, too. We'll be, we're working on them. So um, this is a good place for, um, you know, community information. And um, it's just nice to talk to you folks. All right. Now, uh, Scott, you picked this song. What's the story here, huh? Well, you asked me to pick some funky stuff for this week. I so, said uh, funky? I used the word you funky? You did because yesterday was National Funky Day. 
funky. Yeah. yeah. So I did, and this is this is funky. funky. <laughs> Service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Vicki Barker in London. President Trump says he's feeling great after three nights in the hospital with COVID-19, but it's not yet clear when he'll be ready to hit the road. The president's advisors are urging him to rest and get back to full health so he can get back on the campaign trail after the second debate. And the president's campaign says he does intend to attend that debate on October 15th, but the president's doctors will likely weigh in on that decision based on the president's health at the time. CBS's Ben Tracy at the White House. CBS doctor David Agus warning the president isn't out of the woods yet. I have seen cases where you get continually improving from this point, but I've also seen cases where there's a lull and then things get worse, and that's what we really worry about. You know, he feels well. You take off the Decadron, the steroids, He's not going to feel well, and there will be a crash, and that energy we're seeing now will go away. In a video for the Biden campaign made before Mr. Trump's diagnosis, former First Lady Michelle Obama said he was setting a bad example for Americans. Seven months later, he still won't wear a mask consistently and encourage others to do the same, even when those simple actions could save countless lives. In Wolf City, Texas, Jonathan Price, a 31-year-old black man, reportedly unarmed, shot by a white police officer Saturday night. Now that officer is facing murder charges. Wolf City police officer Sean Lucas was booked Monday night, charged with murder, and his bond set at $1 million. The Texas Rangers say Lucas was responding to a disturbance call outside a gas station on Saturday. That's when Officer Lucas encountered Price, who the Texas